0: I love the Advent season and the whole run-up to Christmas. As I prepared this message, I was listening to carols blasting out all around me, proclaiming the joyful news of the most wonderful event in the whole of human history. An event so momentous that even the dates on the calendar were changed to align with it. We might be living through some challenging times in 2020, But that just means that the joyful message of the birth of the saviour of the world is even more important for us to celebrate and to share. We've arrived at the third week of Advent, and this week I'd like to tell you the story of an unlikely character who, with his friends, unwittingly, for a brief moment in history, took centre stage. Let me tell you about a shepherd whose name is Shimon. My name is Shimon. I'm old now, really old. My brothers tell me I must be nearly 70, and they would know because they're even older than I am. Those deep ridges across my face reflect the weather-beaten hillside above Bethlehem where I've spent most of my life. Life in the hills has been tough, but it has helped me to become a patient, watchful man. I learned the hard way that I couldn't control the weather, but I have learned the wi- rhythms of the seasons, as well as the behavior patterns of the wolves so I could preempt their attacks on my sheep. Well, Most of the time, because I do remember having to dive in among the sheep to fend off a particularly nasty wolf on occasions. I can't straighten my back anymore, but I can still haul a ewe over my shoulders when I need to if she's in danger and she's wandered off. My father and my grandfather were both shepherds. It's a family thing. My sons even have their own farms now and their own sheep. I never owned any sheep of my own, but that's progress for you. I'm sure my sons are smarter than I am. They take after their mother. She's something of a scholar. It's a good thing, really, because I can't really read or write. My brothers can't either. But you know, that never stopped us being good shepherds. Folks in the village have always looked down on us. I think it was because we had to work every day, and so we couldn't follow the Sabbath. With so many priests among the people in our village, Bethlehem is just five miles from Jerusalem, you know, we were often rebuked for not following the law. Though where those priests would have got their sheep from if it wasn't for us, I don't know. They could be very rude Especially the Pharisees and teachers of the law, they really didn't like us. No good sinners, they called us, thieves and vagabonds, and all because their sheep used to wander onto land that they weren't supposed to. But did you know some of us shepherds have royalty in our blood? It's said that our greatest king, David, grew up as a shepherd, and he was even born near here in Bethlehem. I think, though, that they thought our lives were really dull. Well, maybe the long hours we spent looking after the sheep is much the same every day. But how many people can say they've seen lambs playing and leaping about in the fields, or gotten to watch the sun ride majestically across a crystal-clear sky until it slips behind the hilltops? And the moon and the stars What, that amazing blue light dancing magically over the rocks and crevices. Speaking of lights, that reminds me about a visit I had from a doctor a few years ago. Luke, I think his name was. He wanted to know about the lights we saw one night. One night long ago, when I was just a boy. Oh, do I remember that night? I could never forget that night. It was a particularly dark winter's night when my brothers and I saw something very special that few men have ever seen. Just once we saw it, but once was enough for any man. And do you know what makes it even more special? Those rude priests in their temple missed it. The theologians in Jerusalem missed it. Even Herod, in all his splendour in his palace, missed it. But we didn't. We may have been vagabonds, but we saw it. And you know what? I think we might just have seen it for all the downtrodden and marginalised and forgotten folk, just like us. So what was it that we saw? I was about 15 at the time. What, that's more than, oh, 50 years ago now but I remember it like it was yesterday. I was an apprentice shepherd with my brothers. We were part of a larger group of shepherds living in and out of the caves and the fields above Bethlehem, watching the sheep for the temple. Many of the sheep we looked after over the years were bred for food and for their wool, but temple sheep demanded special care. These were the lambs for sacrifice in the temple and they had to be perfect without spot or blemish, as we were constantly reminded by the priests. On that night, we'd met up on the side of a big hill overlooking Bethlehem. Lambing season was over, so things had quietened down a little bit compared to earlier in the month. We'd just eaten and we'd settled down for the night. We were chatting among ourselves and the sheep were grazing really just peacefully nearby. Everything was normal. I enjoyed hearing the latest gossip, although as an apprentice, I wasn't allowed to take part in it. Suddenly, the air seemed to change. My brother Yosef noticed it first. It was the light. The night was dark, but we realized that we could see each other's faces in like a silvery glow. The glow surrounded us. It was the purest light I'd ever seen even the sheep looked white as snow. Then as our eyes began to ache in the light, the glow intensified even more and took shape and suddenly we saw a man. But he was unlike any man we'd ever seen before. He was so much taller with intense features. We were terrified for we knew what this was. We were shaken to the core by this heavenly vision, but yet we couldn't move. We were riveted to the spot. We'd heard of angels before. God's spiritual warriors bringing death and destruction on his enemies. The priests condemning words raced through my mind. We were outcasts and sinners. We were even forbidden from the temple. Surely we were done for. But what had we done? That God was sending his warrior to destroy us. We'd been rejected by the people around us? Was even God now turning against us? But then he spoke. Don't be afraid, he said. I have good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Saviour, yes the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger." As he finished speaking, the sky around him grew even brighter and a vast host of angel warriors appeared, lining across the hillside. An intense, penetrating light emanated from each warrior. The glory of heaven reached down and set our hill ablaze with radiant white light, row upon row of the armies of heaven lined the hill, and then they sang a triumphant chorus unlike anything I'd ever heard before, as deafening as thunder, yet with such beautiful harmony they declared with one accord, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. I think we just fell to the ground like dead men, dazed by the glory of God shining all around us. My mind was on fire. Why would God come to us with news like this? Surely he'd go to the worthy ones, to the learned ones, to the rich and the powerful, not to ones like us, to poor shepherds in the fields. And how did he find us anyway? hidden out in the fields where no one ever came the priests had always told us god doesn't like people like you we'd only be acceptable to god if we followed their rules but the angels visited us just as we were they found us right there in the hills with the sheep And they didn't come to wipe us out, but to tell us about the Messiah, about good news of great joy for mankind. The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today, right here in Bethlehem. Glory to God, we're the ones on whom his favor is resting. Just as quickly as they'd arrived, the angelic host was gone. And other than the radiant glow in each of our hearts, we were alone again on the mountainside. Joseph broke the silence. Let's go, he exclaimed. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go and see this baby the Lord has told us about. Let's go now. So we ran, all of us, this motley crew of shepherds, clambered down the hillside into the village. And we found them just as the angel said we would. In a cave, right by the village, we discovered a somewhat startled Joseph and exhausted Mary by the crib. But it wasn't a crib. It was an animal feeding trough. And there, there was the baby, wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in the manger. The sign was confirmed exactly as the angel said it would. The virgin has conceived and given birth to a son who will deliver us from our sins. This tiny baby was the savior of the world. Joy to the world, the king has come. As we gazed at the tiny baby in the manger, our hearts exploded in joyful praise what a sign and he had sent us the least of all to be his first witnesses the words of the angel resounded in our heads the savior the messiah the lord has been born today in bethlehem the city of david this child was the savior our redeemer the one sent to free us from our enemies he was the messiah the Christ God's anointed one the one consecrated by God to announce the day of our deliverance and he was the Lord God himself coming to rule and reign in his kingdom as we gazed upon the child we were changed this was no earthly king this was the king of kings this was the one who would take our sin upon himself to reconcile us to God, this was the one who would make peace in the world. Such amazing joy, we just had to share the good news, and so we took off again, this time into the packed streets of Bethlehem. It was census time, so folk from everywhere were in town. I am sure they could not believe the spectacle before them. They were astonished to see a group of gruff shepherds running through the streets, praising God and singing for joy at the tops of our voices. The Saviour, the Messiah, the Lord has been born right here today in Bethlehem, the city of David. He's come to save us all, we cried out. We ran and we praised and we praised some more as we ran, as we told everyone who would listen the good news about Jesus. We wished that night would never end. We were changed. We were no longer just shepherds. We were now his sheep. It was nearly morning when we returned to the hillside. The sheep were happily grazing where we'd left them hours before. Everything looked the same. But yet, everything was now different joy had broken into our world the lord had come and we were changed many years have passed since that glorious night but the joy in our hearts has never dimmed that tiny baby grew up to do all that the angel said we're welcome in the village now the priest still can't stand us but we meet often with other Jesus followers in their homes around Bethlehem to break bread, pray and to celebrate our risen Saviour. Isn't it amazing that God chose a group of dirty, sinful, unpopular shepherds in the hills outside the city to be the first to hear the good news? As Shimon declared, the theologians in Jerusalem missed it. The priests in the temple missed it. Herod in his palace missed it. All those in power and authority that should have been watching for the Messiah missed it. In his gospel, the apostle John said, He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him and believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Do you feel unworthy, bound up in guilt and shame? I've got good news. A saviour has been born for you who promises to save all who turn to him. Are you lonely or frightened? I've got good news. The Lord, who is called Emmanuel, has come. He is God with us. You need not be alone anymore. There's no need to be afraid. Are you lost or insecure today? I've got good news. The Messiah has come. He's come to find you and fulfil all that God promised his people. In his reflections on Advent, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, God loves the lowly. God is not ashamed of the lowly human beings. God marches right in. He chooses people as his instruments and performs his wonders where one would least expect them. God is near to lowliness. He loves the lost, the neglected, the unseemly, the excluded, the weak, and the broken. What great news of great joy. God marched in. He took the initiative. He gave us a free gift. His only begotten son. That everyone who turns to him and believes in him will be saved. He came to reconcile us to himself. And he came first. Not to the rich and famous, nor to the religious, but to the humble and to the lost, to the neglected, excluded and grieving, to the weak and the broken. Like the shepherds, we might think that we're unimportant, hidden away out in the fields, but God knew exactly where to send his angel. And he knows where we are and how we are today. And he cares for us. What amazing news! No one is excluded. He came for you and he came for me and he has thrown the gates of his kingdom wide open and he's invited us in. Glory to God, we are the ones on whom his favour rests. Whether this is the first time you're hearing this news or you've heard it many times before let's turn to him afresh today and receive his favor because like the angels we celebrate this Advent season the good news that will cause great joy for all the people a Savior has been born to us he is the Messiah the Lord glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. May you be filled with joy as you receive the blessing of his favour this Christmas.